Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hello, friends. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Do you know that song? La 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 la. La 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 la. Are you somewhere feeling lonely? I have such a beautiful singing voice. Don't you agree? Okay, August 4th. Let's see what LOLG, otherwise known as Language of Letting Go, has for us today. It's on vulnerability. Do I want to read this? Yeah, let's do it. I've learned that the more vulnerable I allow myself to be, the more in control of myself I really am. Yeah, that's true. Many of us feel that we can only show our strong, confident side. We believe the face we have to show to the world should always be one of politeness, perfection, calm, strength, and control. Pardon me. While it is certainly good and often appropriate to be in control, calm, and strong, there is another side to all of us, that part of us that feels needy, becomes frightened, has doubts, and gets angry, that part of us that needs care, love, and reassurance that things will be okay. Expressing these needs makes us vulnerable and less than perfect, but this side needs our acceptance too. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable will help us build lasting relationships. Sharing our vulnerabilities helps us feel close to people and helps others feel close to us. It helps us grow in self-love and self-acceptance. It helps us become healing agents. It allows us to become whole and accessible to others. Today, I will allow myself to be vulnerable with others when it's safe and appropriate to do so. Okay. Pardon me. Um, This brings to mind... Okay, so first of all, what is vulnerability? If you have not watched Brene Brown's TED Talk on vulnerability, I encourage you to do so. She also wrote a book called The Gifts of Imperfection, which I highly recommend. Vulnerability, as in this reading, just to make it a little bit more explicit, is sharing those things that you don't like about yourself or that makes you weak. Um. So I have what I consider a very good friendship with a friend of mine. And I have recently become friends with a friend of his. And the thing that is disturbing me lately is this friendship, I'll just call him A. So this friendship with A that I've had for several years, I thought was a pretty solid friendship of sharing. But now that I have a friendship with friend B, who is getting closer to me, and we are discussing friend A, not in a gossipy way, but just discussing what's going on in our group, because we're a group of friends. I'm learning things that are going on with friend A that aren't being shared with me, um, which makes me sad, because those are the very things that if I knew, I think could bring us closer. And it, you know, it's Maybe it is gossip. I don't know. But <laughs> oh, this is so complicated. What I wish is that friend A felt safe enough to let his guard down because I know that our relationship and our friendship would go further. 
And it makes me sad that friend A doesn't feel that way with me because that's the shit I love in relationships. I love the struggle. I love the doubt. I love the fear. I love the pain and suffering because that's how I connect most deeply to people. In my addiction, I was I, I had this image because of how I was raised that I had to be the perfect wife and the perfect stepmother and the perfect woman. And so everything was always happy, happy, joy, joy. And I put a mask on and I had deep, deep pain and suffering that led not only to issues, one of them being addiction, but like affairs and outlets that were very unhealthy for me that I needed to express myself because it's just there's only so much a human being can take. And anytime you don't want to be vulnerable or you suppress things, there's an unconscious message that I'm not okay, I'm not good, because otherwise, why would you be keeping these secrets? And so now, because of recovery, because we expose like the deepest, darkest stuff in our rooms, that's what feeds me when I go into a meeting and I hear people sharing from their honest pain and struggle. And it's okay because we all get it. And so I crave that with people. And when I find out that I'm not able to be close to someone because for some reason, and it's not on me because it's not my stuff, for some reason friend A is not able to do that with me and shares it with friend B, which maybe I shouldn't know about, but that's not the point of what I'm talking about. It just makes me sad that that person is not free enough to discuss those things because I know in sharing them with other people, namely me, we could talk about it and deal with it. And so I've discovered that I'm being led into certain rooms in A's life, but not in others. And it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. It makes me feel like I wish friend A felt that way with me because I've seen glimpses of that vulnerability of him in other areas, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I've seen the healing that's occurred when he's discussed those things with me and I've gone along with him. So I think that's why vulnerability is so important. And um, I never feel closer to a speaker at a meeting than when I see them cry. I absolutely love it. I was never comfortable with crying. I am now through therapy and through AA. I can cry at the podium and be fine with it and not apologize or not go, I'm okay, I'm okay, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love it. Tears make me feel very close to people. So I also love it when I make people cry when I'm sharing things or doing my 12-step lecture. It's only been six minutes. Okay, let's see what the daily reflections from bluidkitty.com. I don't know what that word is. Um, B-L-U-I-D-K-I-T-I.com. We're going to go into the August 4th reflections because I don't think I've spoken enough today. You might think I've spoken enough today, and at that point, you're ready to shut this down. Okay. Daily reflections. Let's see. Seeds of faith. Meh. 24 hours a day. What? This looks like the August 3rd readings. All right. As Bill sees it. Hmm. Nope. Walk in dry places. Nah. Keep it simple. Uh, each day, new beginning. <laughs> Are you having fun? Okay. Hmm. Maybe. Okay, let's just go to that one. So this is a reading for, it's called Each Day a New Beginning. 
Let me tell thee, time is a very precious gift from God, so precious that it's only given to us moment by moment. That's by Amelia Barr. Where are our minds right now? Are we focused fully on this meditation? Or are, I don't, you know what, that, okay, listen, I'm sorry you have to go along with this with me. Uh, That ties into yesterday's podcast, which was called, mm, I can't remember. I'm so sorry to torture you this way. Okay, listen, now I'm going to read, um, Father Leo's daily meditation, and I'm going to sink into this one even if I don't like it because you probably are frustrated with me right now. Father Leo's daily meditation for August 4th. Potential. Education is helping the child realize his potentialities. Eric Fromm. When I was drinking, I behaved like a child. I behaved not just like a child, but childish. I was so dependent upon my alcohol, so addicted, that I never realized my potential in life. I never realized the gift of life. Today I have a spiritual program that offers me the world. It sets no limits on my horizons. It encourages me to discover my potential and live it. Today I am learning new languages, visiting different countries, and enjoying alternative cultures, making new friendships, and most importantly, discovering the bigness of God in his world. The education I have gained in my sobriety seems unending and unstoppable. Each day produces a new opportunity and a different experience. Every day is a time to receive. Teach me to journey through the words into the experience. Oh my God, that's so good. So if that's not a vivid description of what recovery is, I don't know what is. It is, it's freedom. It says right in that reading, the spiritual program offers me the world. That's exactly what happened when I stepped into recovery. And very quickly, I might add, there are no limits. When I am sober and I'm not ruled by my addiction, any opportunities open to me and I can grab it. And that's not just true for me. I think about the closest people to me in my recovery circle and all of us. If you took us from day one of walking into AA or treatment and you see us now, whether it's been a year or 20 years, our lives are completely different in the most exciting, amazing way. So if you're struggling right now with your addiction and you don't think that's possible, you don't have to believe it for yourself. Believe that I'm telling you the truth about my experience and the experience of others. And, you know, we say in our program, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But if you keep walking the path, it says in our steps, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. I promise you it will happen. It might not happen in your timing, but it will happen in God's timing. And as long as you remain open and teachable, the gifts can and will come to you. So keep moving. Keep doing the work. Keep trucking along. Well, I hope mostly that was enjoyable for you, minus the distraction and irritation that I may have caused you by jumping around a bit. But my podcast is very gut-led. It's very intuition-led. So I never plan it. Sometimes it's smoother than others, but I always go with where I feel like I'm supposed to be going. I thoroughly enjoy you, and I love you for listening to me day after day. And if it's your first time, welcome to my little podcast. Lisa and I do this podcast together, but since COVID, have not been able to get together very much. 
for obvious reasons, so her and I podcast separately. But I thank you for supporting us and listening to us, and I'll talk to you very soon.